I don't know why I said live. We're not really We're live. This is a recording. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to another episode of Space Flicks. This might be our last or second to last, I think second to last, uh, episode of 2019 the 2019 films. season, if you want to call it that. Yep. Um, today, we're going to be discussing uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is, I don't even know, who's the director? Who's the writer? Who's the director? Uh, have that information. I might be pronouncing her name incorrectly, but it's Celine uh, Skiama or Siama. Okay. Um, I don't know her other films. Me neither. Um, but I hear they are good. Yeah, I mean, I knew practically nothing about this movie heading in. Um, I know we saw it. Uh, obviously, it's now 2020, and we saw it what just a couple weeks ago. So yeah, in February. So. It technically came out, I think, in 2019. And on very few screens. On very few screens. I mean, I'm sure it's still on very few screens. Sure. Because uh, it's a very indie movie. But um, I was just aware. I, it had made a lot of critics top ten. I think it was a lot of critics, like, number one movie of the year. Even. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, like, Metacritic has this, like, interesting breakdown they do of, of showing the top movies, like, they'll have a, they have a table where they mm-hmm. like rank the movies by like how many critics listed it as their top movie of the year sure, yeah. versus their second versus their third. I think I think Parasite was the number one movie on the most critics lists. Mm-hmm. But I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire was like number two or three. Um meaning it showed up on the second. Meaning or it was third. number one, like on 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 many critics lists. Yeah. Um just I think second to Parasite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Got it. I, I might be remembering that wrong. But anyway, it was definitely high on high, that list. Very like, highly liked. So yeah, it was yeah. sort of on my radar as like, oh, uh, we should see this movie. Right. You know? um, and I'd seen the trailer. But, mm-hmm. yep. um, but the trailer doesn't really give away that much, I don't feel. It gives you a sense of what the movie's going to feel like, basically. I, but, yeah, yeah, I think um, so. But so anyway, my expectations were pretty blank. I think I was just... I, I didn't even know if it was going to be like, say, a, a character-driven sort of drama, or if there was going to be any element of. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be like any any fantastical elements or or right. what. Right. Um. Uh. So so yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. What about you? Uh, I expected a French movie. Sure. <laughs> I was pretty sure they were going to speak French. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really didn't I really didn't have a template or a framework for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like this is a, oh, you know, a movie where a painter visits a yeah, lady your, on your an island. Yeah, your classic movie where a right. woman is hired to paint another woman and she has to do it in secret. Right. You know, that movie. It's, <laughs> it's like in Barton Fink where he's like, wrestling picture, right? It's mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? Yeah, is that yeah. anything? Right, like. That's sort of how I felt about this. I was like, I didn't know what this was. Yeah. Right. Um, and then like the name, the title of the movie doesn't mm-hmm. help particularly. Yeah. Right? You know, I will say if anything, the one thing <laughs> I expected, which I don't think proved to be very true is with a name like portrait of a lady on fire. Mm-hmm. I think in particular, the idea of like on fire I was expecting the one thing I probably was expecting was that there would be a really strong, like rebellious, like a driven um, character. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like a woman who's like let loose, you know? And, um, and maybe, right. But that's not a metaphor. (laughs) It's just very literal. Well, it might be a metaphor. I mean, sure. Right. Um, but not in the, not in the way that I think as an American audience, we perceive the word like on fire. Right, like we believe that that means something about yeah. a person's drive and like to your their, their spark, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think this movie is it's not quite it's particularly about that. No, right? I wouldn't say it's completely not that. I mean, I think yeah, you could yeah, say yeah. like there's some of that, but um, yeah, but it was definitely not. That was one thing I was expecting that I don't think really turned out to be accurate. Um, but uh. As far as first impressions, uh, well, I'm curious. What were your first impressions? What did you think of the movie? I liked it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the little bit of critical like noise that I'd heard mm-hmm. was pretty rapturous. Yeah, and so when I watched it. I, I think it was a little unfair to the movie because I was sort of like, all right, blow me away. Yeah. Right. No, I think I'm the same. I and, it, and I liked it, but yeah. I wasn't like, you know, masterpiece. Right. No. Yeah. I actually would, I would say I'm surprised. I was surprised and still am, am surprised at just how amazing the critical reception was. Like, I think I thought it was good. It's it's a little insane to me that people would call it like the best movie of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so and but we'll get into it a little bit um, in spoilers. But I also recognize, and I think I said this after the fact. This movie has a sort of flavor to it. It's it sort of fits in a mold that I I think particularly does not resonate with me. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to get it. I don't want to give away why that is. I'll give away why that is in spoilers. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's like in the same way that if, if, if there's a spectrum where on this side of the spectrum, these are the movies that just like they speak to me mm-hmm. and they get me really excited. Then on this far other end of the spectrum, there's movies where I can appreciate them and see that they're well made. But the sort of the, the, the frequency, like the waves hitting me are just completely like just, landing like hitting hitting me and and dying right like there's no resonance at all right and i'm just like this doesn't do anything for me um yeah and i mean it would be it would be hyperbole to say this movie doesn't do anything for me right but i'm with you that i liked it in fact i might even go uh i might even go more subdued than that and just say like i thought it was good but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't even really say that i liked it right it just was, it was kind of, uh, you know, like an art student showing me their work yeah. where I'm like, I see that you are talented, but this is literally doing nothing for me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not disputing that you have a gift, you know, right. and I'm sure it does a lot for other people, but this style is not really like what I like. And it's just, I would right. never, you know, buy this, um, that's kind of how the, it, it there, felt to me. There is very much a like film school kind of vibe to it, right? Where yeah. it feels like um, this is a movie that would be very uh, appealing to a group of film students to pick apart in class and talk about the you know the themes and the metaphors of the movie mm-hmm. in a way that. I'm sure that audience could find very enriching, but, um, but as we've frequently talk on this podcast, I so, sometimes what we want are like, we want movies Ford to versus Ferrari. We want movies <laughs> to deliver fast cars, right? Yeah, there were no fast cars in this movie. Yeah. I didn't notice any. Yeah. I mean, I was looking for them. <laughs> I never, no one never appeared. Um, okay. So, so, uh, we both, we both weren't quite sure what to expect, but also we're not exactly blown away. Yeah. Um, it certainly did not seem like a genre film, right? It wasn't like, oh, it's like any other movie in this genre where there's... No, gonna, it was yeah, unique. Right. It was right. definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, unique premise and unique kind of feel. Yep. Um, but anyway, I feel like we can segue pretty smoothly into themes because you were just talking about how film students would love to write about the themes of this movie. Right. Uh, What would you say the themes are? Well, one of the big ones is the idea of um, a gaze, right? Like Mm -hmm. looking at a person and having that look reciprocated back to you or not reciprocated back to you. Um, And that sort of um, just that feeling of observation and being observed as sort of like a powerful force that, um, allows you to understand someone and be understood mm-hmm. um, is a big sort of uh, recurring theme in the film, I feel. And 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 the need to be seen in that way, would you say? Or um, Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Like, I, th- I do think that there is something about um, seeing as a literal act, mm-hmm. right, 
as a as almost sort of like a spiritual or act of understanding someone, Mm -hmm. right? Like we understand someone by observing them. And like we, if the people that we are most, you know, truly connected with are those that we can see both, you know, visually, but also sort of like metaphysically, Mm -hmm. right? Like I see you more deeply than, you know, other people do. Right. Right. Um, so I think that, that was that was the thing that occurs to me as I as I think about the film. I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there about looking and being looked at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole the starting premise of the film, and it's in the trailer, is that you know this painter comes on this assignment and um, for this job to paint to paint a woman, and and this woman did not allow the previous artist who was paid for the same job to actually paint her. Right. Right. Like wouldn't show her face. Yeah. And, and, and so to your point, I think, um, the movie makes a big deal of being seen and, and treating it as, as something that is, um, is inherently has a degree of intimacy to it. Yeah. That, um, that, it's a privilege, you know, like, like for someone to allow you to look at them, Mm -hmm. uh, look at them like really intently Mm -hmm. to the point that you would actually paint a picture of them is, is them letting you in and making themselves vulnerable to you. Right. Um, and the movie has a lot, you know, is, has that very much on its mind, I think. Yeah. So I'm agreeing with you, I guess. Uh, are there any other themes that the movie touches on that? are worth mentioning. There's some, I mean, some of the things that are like the societal constraints placed on the characters and sort mm-hmm. of how, um, these external forces are sort of conspiring to, um, sabotage, you know, the relationships that they want to have. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that the movie's really about those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the, that's just a useful way for the story, for there to be a story, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree with that. The uh, the only other thing that occurs to me as potentially a, a useful theme is this idea of um, one of the characters is a painter, obviously, and I feel like a few different times it's expressed that she is as talented as her more as her famous father. Mm -hmm. Right. And how society almost can't uh, fathom the idea that she would be a valuable Mm -hmm. painter. Right. And I think the movie has something to say about this um, sort of persistent and pernicious sort of like habit for most of recorded human history, if not all of it, about about women being viewed as like just being aggressively erased from our sense of what accomplishments in history have been, have have even been right. Um, And so this is sort of a re it's like planting a, a flag and saying like for every great male artist, there was probably some sort of like unre- well unrecognized yeah. female artist. Um, but again, that does feel secondary to me to the initial theme we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a movie very much centered on basically two women. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a third pretty significant character, I suppose, but, mm-hmm. um, and but, even a fourth in the mother, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's others characters who have, you know, a decent number of like scenes, but, right. but, but by and large, these two women, uh, Marianne and Eloise, Eloise, um, they are they are the pretty unwavering focal point mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, let's see. I think what do we go to next? We could just go to best parts of the movie. Yeah. So we got to give the spoiler warning. Auga. Okay. Spoiler warning issued. Uh. What were the best parts of the movie? So, what was one of the best parts? Of the movie? I mean, 
it's sort of I feel like the trailer all like kind of spoils two of mine that occur immediately to okay. me. The first being when Heloise runs at the cliff. Runs away. Uh-huh. Right. And um A, it's just shot so well. They I th- it, it the way it's shot is really compelling because they really do, even though we spend most of this movie staring at these actresses' faces, mm-hmm. right? You you forget, I think, in the first, whatever, 20 minutes of the movie that the idea of even seeing Eloise's face at all mm-hmm. is, uh, you know... It's, 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 it's framed as, like, forbidden... Right. Forbidden fruit. And it will be an accomplishment if we can even get a peek at this person's <laughs> face, yeah, right? yeah. And so when, you know, the way she's introduced and we can't, we're looking at the back of her head for, mm-hmm. you know, a, a sequence. And then she runs toward a cliff, which we know or believe at any rate, her sister had thrown herself off of. Yep. Right. And she sort of stops short at the edge of the cliff, just the way it's shot, the speed at which she runs, mm-hmm. the way the camera sort of aggressively pushes into her face when she turns around. Right. It's just a really exhilarating bit of filmmaking and then the line, um, the, the, the dialogue that follows, right, where she mm-hmm. says, I've dreamed of that for a long time. For years. Yeah. And, uh, and Marianne says, jumping. says, of dying. Dying, right, right, right. And she says, of, of running. Yep. Right. Because, because basically her mother has not allowed her to leave the house. Right. For ever since her sister's death. Right. right? Um, and so her, uh, her ostensible... Uh, reason for hiring Marianne is to go on walks with her. Right. Basically meaning Marianne's going to keep an eye on you. Don't let her kill herself. Yeah. She's, she's the one that's going to make sure you don't jump from a cliff or whatever. So, so there's, uh, I agree with you about the filmmaking. I think there's also just for me, a, was a very like uh practical, not real concern. Cause it's so early in the movie, you know, nothing bad's going to happen, but, but, my putting myself in Marianne's shoes in that moment, you're like, oh crap, I might actually have to like do the thing that I was ostensibly hired to do right, <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> like I'm actually here to paint her. Wait, 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 but, wait, wait, like, wait. she is about to throw herself off a cliff. So I kind of can chase and yeah. catch up to her. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder is the other part, the other best part you're talking about, the, um, the, the singing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I thought quite a compelling moment. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost, um, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know what, what the phrase I'm looking for is. It sort of like snapped me into like, Oh, this is you know, like, I it was like, it got me to pay more attention yeah. or something. I don't know how the, how to say it exactly, but, um, yeah, it sort of felt like being like having like water splashed in your face or like being right. slapped and being like, pay attention. Right. <laughs> Well, the movie has, as far as I can recall, zero non-diegetic music. Yep. music. Yeah, I mean, right? well, I think that's the only music of any kind. Well, isn't it? Marianne plays like oh, a, you're right, a you're piano right. at one point that. in the film, and then there's the conclusion of the film. The conclusion of the film, where there is uh, oh yeah 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 when they're an orchestra she's watching piece, the yeah right? the, the orchestra. Um, yeah, but, but very very little music in the movie. But that compared mom- to a typical it's, movie, I think it's like it's both notable that okay in this movie that has very little music, as you said, no non diegetic music. Um, here's a scene with some music, but not only that, but it's like very loud, <laughs> very loud. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's it 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 sort of like filled the theater. Right, you know, it's, and it's kind of like echoing in your ears. It's also just I just happen to like really enjoy the music. Yeah, it's right? beautiful. It's, it's beautiful like singing. The way it was arranged, like mm-hmm. the the clapping arrangement that right. accompanies it. I was just like, this is just really, really good. Mm-hmm. In addition to being extremely unique in this movie, because yep. there's no other music, mm-hmm. it's like the sound design is such that like there's nothing in this movie that's been louder than this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um. And it just is, it feel the, because the whole movie has this like constant thrum of the ocean, mm-hmm. right? Through basically throughout. And you just sort of accept like that is the wallpaper of this, the sonic wallpaper of this movie. Right. 
right? There's something very surreal and different about the sequence where they go down to the beach and they're with a bunch of other ladies who have gathered in part to sing in a sort of acapella fashion with one another. Mm -hmm. And it's just very exhilarating, right? Yeah, I, I mean... And I think that feeling that you feel as a viewer, that exhilaration is meant to be one that you can project onto the characters as well, right? Yeah. I mean, for me... I don't know that. I mean, the it's it didn't feel like the scene had much explanation to it, um, but for me, it definitely felt like, uh, as a viewer and and like you say, projecting under Marianne, like, oh, I'm I'm witnessing something special, you know? Right. Like I've sort of just been let in, yeah, to this special um, gathering that is very intimate and but kind of magical. Yeah. And that this is a, you know, this is, this is, this is like a, it's like a sacred yeah. ceremony that I've been sort of let into. Yeah. You know, is, is almost what it feels like. Yeah. <clears throat> which is, which is very nice. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, it's just easily the highlight of right. the movie. It just, right. it just almost felt like I was, I don't know. It felt, it felt like, uh, the movie just like jumped into this other right kind of mode that I was suddenly a little bit entranced by. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it sort of went back to its previous mode for right. the rest of the movie, right? which is fine. It wasn't a bad mode. Um, but, but yeah, to me that was standout, like yeah. easily the best just kind of moment that stood out from everything. Yeah. Else. From a filmmaking perspective, I feel like that part of the film kind of, more feels like a air quote movie to me, mm -hmm. like what I want a movie to feel like mm -hmm. than the remainder of the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, with maybe the exception of the finale of the, of sure. The, yeah. Yeah. And for similar reasons, probably. Right. <laughs> Basically just you and I want music. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think I just want that feeling of exhilaration that I don't feel like this movie was intending to deliver at all for the most part. Yeah, I I do think. I mean, I I don't think what you and I are talking about right now is just liking music. I think it's right. I think there's more to it than that. But I will say, now that we're talking about it, something it reminds me of is, and I think this is a movie that I like loved, and you maybe just sort of remember, but um, uh, the the remake of Solaris, yeah, with uh, George Clooney. I remember um, that movie. It takes a long time. For there to be music uh -huh. in that movie, I think there's, it's probably like half an hour, yeah. before, which is which is unusually long for you know, especially a movie like starring George Clooney. You right, know, like your typical movie has just a lot of music that a lot of it's like might be sort of subdued and you're not really paying attention to it. Sure, but there's but score it just adds happening. to the mood. Yeah. yeah, but Solaris, I remember, I distinctly remember watching it and and feeling you know 20, 30 minutes in like. I don't think there's been any music so far. Right. As, and it's like, is this movie not going to have any music? And I think the first time it does have music might be when they're in space and they're like, you know, you see Solaris. Right. And it just has this really powerful effect. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the, this, the whole, you withhold something for a long time so that when you finally provide it, it gives this, it has this great payoff, you know? Right. Um, right. I mean, I feel similarly also about like um, we talked about first reform. I was thinking about the exact same ago, thing, right? Yeah. A movie that withholds for so long and then right. finally doles something out, right? You know, I think this this belongs this this is sort of kindred, you know, film to those in that same. It's respect. it's it's got that same idea. The in movie its head at in a certain way, yeah. And this one, I mean, I don't think I was even, I certainly was not a, as aware of it as I think I was with like a movie like, say, Solaris. But when it, it's like when it happened, like when the singing started. Right. I was like, I forgot. I knew something was missing. And it's right. sort of like I wasn't thinking about what it was. But now that I'm seeing these women sing and clap their hands, I'm like, oh, I, I felt like starved for this. Right. You know? Right. And the movie's like, okay, here you go. Here's a feast. Right. You know? Um, 
so yeah and the ending i mean you're right that the ending does it but you know there's something special about that first time totally yeah Uh, the first time that the movie gives you the thing that you were well and also the fact to your point i feel like you and i have talked about this before and we i think we both like it when we are looking at something in a movie that we just do not understand and in some ways the movie doesn't want you to like understand in sort of the conventional sense it wants you to feel a feeling and but it's not like you don't need to know precisely what this is or what you're experiencing right, right? and so uh that's sort of have to cheapen it with words right and that's sort of how i felt with that sequence it's like i don't know what they're singing about i don't know why they're here precisely mm-hmm. i don't know why they've decided like i don't know the origin of this piece i don't know any of this i don't know what this little like shindig is exactly right Right. but but i love the way that this feels yeah right and i think that you know it's it's not every movie that can give you that sort of wordless joy um and so i do feel like it's good to call out when a movie does have it yeah yeah um what about uh well i was about to say fix the movie but do you have any other favorite parts that we should cover I mean, we're glossing over like huge, like I almost feel like we need to at least just mention some of the things that, that happen, happen in because, the movie. Yeah, because we're not even talking about them. But um, yeah, so the Marianne actually, actually okay, no, go, go ahead. Go just ahead. I mean, I can even briefly read the synopsis, which we usually do um, on an isolated island in Brittany at the end of the 18th century. A female painter is obliged to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman. Yes. So that's what the movie's about, right? <laughs> I think that's the latest we've ever read the synopsis. Right. Well into spoilers. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, the one of the things we haven't touched on is that this uh, this woman that she's commissioned to paint a wedding portrait of, they end they turn out uh, they end up becoming lovers. Right. Um, which almost, I mean, it's funny. It's like if you were to tell me that. Before I saw this movie, yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, from the trailer, it's not like obvious, but it's like pretty clear that will happen. And right. it's like a French movie. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course that would happen in that movie. Right? right. But I think in this movie, it it took a long time for that to happen. Right. To the point where that when it actually finally did, I was like, oh, right. I actually kind of didn't expect it to happen at this point. Right. You know. Right. Um and and uh, I don't know. I mean, that's not a good or a bad thing. It's just I'm more just saying that's interesting uh, because because yeah, it was actually it was sort of surprising, but not implausible. You know, to right. me when when that development happened, when it sort of became when I forget if I feel like it was Marianne who sort of sort of sh- took the first step. Right. I guess I don't remember if she kissed her, if she kissed Eloise, or what the first like first gesture towards that was. Yeah. It was on the beach after they that. did. They did kiss. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was on the beach after that musical sequence is when they sort of begin their romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they had, I think, isn't it, isn't it like, isn't the progression like they have this kiss, but then they go back to normal for a little bit and like neither. Mm-hmm. And then, and then finally one of them sort of, approaches the other yeah Yeah. sort of like makes things physical again and then it's like okay we we both were not sure if that kiss was like a one-time thing and we were never going to talk about it again right or if we were going to actually sort of you know embrace yeah embrace this this the fact that we have feelings for each other right um and uh and so that's a big thing that happens in the movie um and then that leads to you know eloise getting pretty upset at one point because because she is still supposed to get married and Marianne um, is, I don't know if you could say okay with that or basically not, not, not kicking and screaming, you know, not trying to stop it. And I think that isn't it the other way around. Like Marianne is the one who, you're right. It is the other way around. I got it totally backwards. Yeah, yeah. Like Marianne is is getting upset 
about the fact that Eloise is getting married. That's right. Yeah. And Eloise is, well, I guess it's sort of like a, a being upset and then a reversal being upset where Eloise right. is then like, you're, you can't do that to me. Right. You know, Eloise, like I, Eloise is upset that she's going to get married. And then Marianne gets upset at her, like for letting herself right. get and then I think betrothed to somebody else. If I understand, which I'm not sure that I do, but I but I think if I understand Eloise's sort of reverse um, anger at at Marianne, it's sort of like I don't have any ability to change this, mm-hmm. so don't get upset with me. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. Like what what we need, what we should have is just like appreciating that we have each other while we can. Right. But don't make me feel guilty about the fact that this thing in my life is happening that right. I, that I really don't have any power over. Right. Um <clears throat> so yeah, that's I mean that's kind of the the plot of the movie. Right. And then it's just and the bulk of the movie is just the build up to that the flowering of that relationship and then mm-hmm. it's just sitting with them in that relationship for a few days. Yep. And then it's over, right? Yep. yep. Spoiler alert, <laughs> right? Uh, which so so this brings us to. I mean, I don't think this is. I wouldn't call this fix the movie because I don't think this needs to change about the movie. Um, but it does bring us to the part that I mentioned. Just like doesn't resonate with me. And I, when after we saw it, I asked you if you'd seen Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, which you hadn't, right? I'm not. Yeah. Um, but this movie reminded me of that movie uh, because this is much more true of Call Me By Your Name, just to be clear. But I remember when I saw Call Me By Your Name, I was like, okay, this movie doesn't work for me because it's it's making this relationship between these two men seem like this truly beautiful, just, you know, precious romance that sort of wasn't meant to be because society, mm-hmm. you know, won't accept this kind of relationship. And so they have to part ways and it's very sad because what they had was so beautiful. But I'm like, but for me, the reason it doesn't work is I just felt like all that the movie really showed was this infatuation and mm-hmm. this, and this in just a hundred percent physical relationship right? of like, it was all about, it was all about pleasure and, the actual sort of sensual side of the relationship between these two men and um, and the, the fact that they sort of like longed for each other physically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, that's a part of it, you know, for right. sure. But, but to me, I feel like for a relationship to be this like beautiful thing that mm-hmm. it's like, that it's so heartbreaking that it, 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 um, that it can't be, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that they're just like longing for each other physically. It should be like that they have this deep spiritual connection, you know, right. which I didn't feel like the movie spent any time on. Right. And maybe that, maybe it just sort of was like totally went over my head or, or whatever. But I felt like this movie also, I felt that way about a little bit. Um, now I do think the movie spent a lot more time leading up yeah. To, you know, like I said, you know, like by the time it actually happened, when they did start kissing and becoming intimate with each other, I was like, oh, I'm almost surprised because I felt like it was just going to have it be this platonic relationship like between these two yeah, women, yeah. women. But um, but I feel like once the it opened that door. Yeah. It sort of just entered that territory of now yeah. it's just all about them lying in bed and kind of mm. caressing each <laughs> other and, you know, like kissing each other's necks and whispering to each <laughs> other and stuff. And like, and I'm like, it kind of, by the end, I'm just like, it felt surface level. You uh-huh. know, it didn't feel like a deep, powerful, meaningful relationship between like soulmates. It felt like, it felt like, Oh, we discovered that we really like, you know, getting naked, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and like, and like giving each other pleasure. And, and it's like, okay, you know, that's, that's a thing that people get excited about and like, but yeah, it just, it just felt, it sort of was deflating to me so that by the time the movie was over, I was like, nah, it didn't feel like this. Right. Didn't feel like this magical thing. It felt just like, you know, 
it's it's almost like also also in this movie they're like very isolated yeah so i'm just like almost just felt like they were just two people who like well, this is the only other person around, <laughs> you know, and uh, a woman has needs, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm totally like I'm being, I'm being very dismissive of it. Like I, don't, I don't think it was only about that, but that just was sort of, you, you know, it, it, it became what it felt like was the emphasis of the movie to me by the end, and so, yeah. and so by the end where I think it's kind of supposed to be this really, you know, powerful, stirring uh, scene of, of you're watching, you're watching Marianne watch Eloise, right? Like, um, yeah, sort of lovingly, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, and her being so getting like a thrill from seeing her watch Mm -hmm. this music. Yeah. I wouldn't say it didn't work. I mean, I think I, I think I appreciated what the movie was doing, but right. I think it just did it. It sort of didn't work its way into my heart, I guess right. is basically what it comes down to Yeah, in the way that it needed to, for it to have the effect on me that apparently it had on a ton of critics. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, yeah, I, I totally hear your point. I don't know that I totally agree with it. The, um, the relationship that I feel like is richest between Eloise and Marianne is when, painting is happening mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um when an artist and her subject are working collaboratively toward art right mm-hmm. um to me that is when uh they are both you know truly sort of understanding of one another and are you know really appreciative of the uh, what the other is bringing right um and so to me, that is the the part of the relationship that feels the richest. And I think what I do agree with is I, there is very much a like last night on earth kind of vibe to the final like few days of their relationship, mm-hmm. right? Where they're like, this is all coming to an end. So yeah. like hedonism reigns. So take your clothes off. Right. <laughs> for the next few days because we're never going to get to do this again. Yeah. Right. It sort of it makes you think like for example if if they decided that they had you know a year five years ten years and then it was gonna have to end mm-hmm. I feel like there would have been a lot more just like leisurely strolls on the beach and like <laughs> conversations about um, you know Greek myth right yeah but instead it was like hey we got like four days clocks ticking <laughs> right like. Uh, let's make this happen right now. Yeah. And so that, that is what that felt like to me was less like a superficial relationship and more like a, let's um, make the most of, yeah, we, we will never be able to do certain things ever again. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I'm, I think I'm, I don't, it's like, it's like, I don't know what this says about me, but it's like, I don't think the movie emphasized it as much as I'm emphasizing it right now. Right. All the physical stuff. I think that's sort of, I'm being honest about what sort of my first impression was like coming out of the movie. Um, But, but you're right. I think there was way more um, to the relationship in this movie than, and I'm still going to crap on call me by your name. though. Mm -hmm. Then I feel like there wasn't that movie. Um, And I'm not saying that movie was, it was, a hundred percent either. Right. Um, it's just an imbalance to me, but in this one, I think maybe, maybe the reason I'm, I'm like, uh, just, or I came away with that impression was just more that, like I said, it didn't really hit me in a really profound way. And so, so I just came away just remembering the surface level stuff or just thinking about it as all kind of surface level. Yeah. But I think, um, I think your, your, uh, uh, the attention you're giving to their relationship as like artist and muse or whatever you want to call artist and subject. Um, that does feel right to me. Like that's, that's, that's clearly what the true, uh, that's true, truly what the movie's attention is really on. Um, so, so I guess it's I guess you're right, but I but somehow I didn't come away <laughs> right 
with those the, scenes like sticking in my mind. Yeah, so I will say, you know, it's it. I don't know which if this was a conscious choice or not, but like, like I mentioned before, the movie is just sort of wall to wall ocean waves, mm-hmm. right? And in some ways, the movie feels like that to me, where it's just sort of like this mush of like sound and I you have a hard time distinguishing like one wave from the next and I don't really have a strong memory of like oh and this part oh and this part and I no, could like yeah. and I could piece pieces of it together but because it's all in one location for the most part and it's um to your point there's not like there's not a lot of plot in the movie yeah right yeah. it's just like being with these characters for a couple of hours so like so in that regard it's not doing some of the things that i like generally want movies to do which is have arcs to them that have like beginnings middles and ends and that you know there are scenes that really stand out and this movie you know doesn't really attempt to do that for the most part um regarding the ending the thing that i like about the ending is that uh, throughout the entire movie, I think that this is almost without exception, Eloise is always aware of when she is being observed, Mm -hmm. right? And always aware of how she appears to somebody else, right? And, And it is during that entire time that Marianne is able to make a portrait of her. And this is a portrait of a person who knows they are being watched and is returning a look of mm-hmm. some with some type of purpose in mind, right? And this is even true of the painting that Marianne looks at later once Eloise has gotten married and had a child, right? It, and Eloise is very purposefully posing for a portrait in such a way that she is giving a knowing look sort of to the, to the painter mm-hmm. and in fact is even holding a book you know, communicating a secret message specifically to Marianne, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing that I liked a lot about the ending is that this is the one time in the movie that Marianne gets to watch Eloise and Eloise does not know that she is being watched and she is being sort of genuinely herself, Mm -hmm. right? And um, and her reaction to the Vivaldi piece at the end... uh, reveals how truly emotionally connected she feels to Marianne. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's the type of emotion that you might not ever be able to directly convey to somebody. And it's only in that indirect moment. It's, it's almost like attending your own funeral or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. That is Mm -hmm. when people are really going to be honest about, what they felt about you. Yeah. Right. And Marianne gets to see that right in that moment. And that's why I, that's one of the things I like about the ending. No, it's very beautiful when you actually explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, I think that is, that is a very lovely way to end it. Um, I won't lie. I mean, I, I don't know that I really even, considered what exactly the movie was doing in those final moments. And right. so that's probably why I, maybe if I was a film student or <laughs> just smarter, uh, maybe I would like the movie more or I would have, I would have been more taken with it. Yeah. Um, but I, but I will say like, I, there's a, you're, you watch the crown, the TV show, the crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like that's a show that I have a real hard time with. Like I've yeah. watched a couple of episodes and I was like, I'm done with this mm-hmm. and my reasoning behind that. And the reason I have struggle with like Jane Austen stories and things like is because I always struggle when the basic conflict is society won't let us do the things that we want. Right. Right. And it's like, I mean, I get it. I get that that was like a problem, you know, in the 18th century. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just sort of like so foreign to me. Yeah. I mean, we've, I think we've talked about this before that, you and I, I mean, we're just privileged, you know, like guys. Men. Yeah. You know, it's sort of just, it's not like I, it's not like 
it's not like it's the movie's fault that I totally. can't relate to it, but I, but yeah, I'm not really, uh, it's not something that you and I feel deep down in our bones. Like, yes, yes. the injustice of society. Right. We're just like, I don't know. Society's pretty good to me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Such a privileged thing um, to say. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, but this movie was the same. It's like, you know, um, and I, I mean, it's. Just, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like anybody's fault. It's just you know, it's like in the same way that if a movie about, um, y- you know, about war or a movie about, uh, like, like sur- you know, being a child of divorce or a movie that's about being an abusive relationship, like The Invisible right. Man, right? Like, there's these movies that can sort of really, really. Uh, sort of move people and speak to people who have been through certain experiences like that. And, and I get that. And, and the movies, those movies all, or those forms of art, you know, mm-hmm. in all of their different forms, they deserve all the credit for doing what they do. But I'm like, not one of those people. Right. So for me, it's not going to do that much and that's okay. It's not supposed to do that much for me. Right. You know? Right. And so, so yeah, I think, I think what you're talking about for me is like, this is all fine. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay for a movie to have something to say about being, being someone who isn't accepted in society or, or doing something that isn't accepted or just being sort of like under the heel of the expectations of society. Yeah. And that can be incredibly powerful to people for whom, that, that, that people who have a personal connection to that message, right? Because that and is an I'm experience. Not one of them, yeah. That's an experience that happens today. Like I would, I would expect generally that this movie would resonate more with women. Sure. Generally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I would expect that lots of women have had the feeling of being sort of coerced into uh, life choices that they didn't necessarily want for themselves. Yeah, or right? or or I mean also even if you don't experience it as or or f- perceive it as coercion in the moment, you can certainly reach a point in your life where you look back and say, I really felt just steered in, in right. this direction, you know. And and so I'm totally acknowledging that for me to say something like, yeah, that didn't really resonate with me. Like that's basically me just commenting on my own privilege and it's like, I get, you know, like I've never had to f- felt like I had to do that. Um, and so I, I, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm very aware that, um, us having the, you know, coming from a lofty position and saying that we feel like, yeah, it didn't really work for me cause it's not my life experience. It's like, well, we have a very specific and narrow set of life experiences and it's like, and so the movie I felt, um, was quite artfully made, and uh, you know, I think to your point, as an acad- in an a- as an academic exercise, is uh, you know very very receptive to being unpacked. That it might not have hit us personally, emotionally, the way other movies do, right? Like we were just talking about the Irishman, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, like it's very easy for me to project myself on to Robert De Niro and say like, yeah, I could see a world where I look back with regret on choices. Right. I relate more to the guy who like murdered 10 people (laughs) (laughs) than these women who just love each other. (laughs) Right. What's wrong with us? Um, yeah. Irishman might be a a weird one to compare to, but, um, yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, we're sort of, we're sort of, uh, I think, repeating variants on a similar message uh, sure. or, or have been for a bit, which is that sure. we both clearly have a good amount of respect and admiration for this movie. Right. But, I mean, as we said in the beginning, I just sort of thought it was good and, and, and yeah. that's it. You know? Yeah. Um, so I obviously would not beam this up. And I would say it in a slightly different tone of voice where I would say, like, <laughs> I liked it. Uh-huh. But I also probably wouldn't be. Yeah, I actually I almost feel like I might be I might be more negative on this movie now than when I first saw it, because I think afterwards I was like, no, it was good. You know, and I think we both said that. 
Yeah. Whereas now I'm saying like, yeah, it was good. You know, <laughs> um, my, my enthusiasm levels dropped a notch, but, um, but I mean, you've kind of, you've, you've revived it a little bit. Like, I think you, you were able to talk about the movie in some ways that I, I found like, Oh yeah, you know what I was, I was not giving this movie credit for some of the things that it does yeah. really well. Um, cause it does do a lot of things really well. And I think it's a really well made movie. And I, I will walk back a little bit my language in the very beginning when I said what that it was like insane that some people would <laughs> would make it like make it the best of the year. It's not insane. Yeah. Um it's a well-made movie. It's right? very well made. I just I just was very surprised like I think I was expecting something more uh I don't know what I was expecting. But but knowing that so many critics had it as like one of the best, I just some it it was it was uh i don't know maybe more down to earth or maybe less it was less big and flashy like in any mm-hmm. in any dimension than what i would have expected for yeah something to have ranked so highly on so many people's lists yeah that's all yeah totally i i definitely um <clears throat> empathize with that feeling and i feel like i've had it many many times in life or something that to me, I was like, oh, okay, that's all right. Yeah. Right. Becomes wildly popular. And you're like, really? That? That's the thing that yeah. you all and are then, into? And then you get the, you have those weird conversations sometimes where people are like, why did you hate it so much? And you're like, no, I actually liked it. Right. I just, it's like, compared to you, I hated it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, but I actually, I actually, liked it i would even say it was very good i mean i got in a conversation like that where well in this particular case i actually didn't like it but Mm -hmm. you know star wars last skywalker oh uh uh-huh right um like i remember being at work and people were you know just casually Mm -hmm. people were really into it like broad asked me they're like oh hey you you know did you like the star wars movie he's like i didn't i didn't care for it mm-hmm. much right and then like multiple people around me are like oh i loved it right yeah, and it's like yeah. great good i'm glad right mm-hmm. i just it just wasn't for me right um and so uh this is and i was like really and but in the back of my mind, i was like really you all really liked it like <laughs> you know i thought you were all better than that well no i mean you're allowed to like whatever you want but it's just i was just sort of like surprised like oh, there's no accounting for taste right like who knows mm-hmm. what people will like and so that's sort of how i feel about this when people are like oh yeah one of the best movies of the year is like really did you like, see right. ford versus ferrari <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's good it's good i don't know that i'd beam it up i i know that i wouldn't beam it up yep uh but good movie and with that, we're probably wrapping up our 2019 slate, I think. Yeah, we'll have to come um, back and do a sort we'll of year-end. see year if something end. else comes out in a week's time. But um, uh, but anyway, so for now, I think that's it for, for this episode. So thanks for listening. I'm Adam. I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to Space Flicks. Bye! Bye!